it's Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. It's Erica. And it's Liana. And this is the Night Guys podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. Mm, and mm, just mm, before we mm. started, I was teasing Erica and making her think that she was in the Russian space station or in <laughs> an underwater cave or somewhere. I was trying to get her in the right headspace. Yeah. I guess those aren't the right places. Should make a headspace app that's like for <laughs> horrible places. <laughs> In line at the DMV headspace. Ah, <laughs> that's no space. No space for that. You know how a lot of UFOs come out of the water? Yeah. And I don't really like... I like water, but I don't like... You don't like deep water. Deep water? Yeah. Yeah, no deep water for me. Thank you. <laughs> Gotta touch those toesies. And maybe it has something to do with it. I gotta get regressed. I know things. <laughs> I'm the key to unlocking it all. <laughs> Is that why you have such a, a deep fear? There's aliens in caves underwater. They probably live in the Marianas Trench. I don't... I just... We should cement the whole ocean. <laughs> You're a monster. I wouldn't. I love turtles and all those guys hanging out in there. We need to pay off the turtles. To cement it up for us, just the cave entrances go mm. around. All those angler guys, they would totally, they totally pay. <laughs> but there's the like some cute creatures that live in caves. Eels? Yeah, but they'll get I them love out. Eels. eels. They'll get love them out. Caves. They can go door to door. Let like all and the then fishies. Where, where, come out. where will they live? Eels, oh, we'll give them a, squishy. we'll give them a man-made caves. We'll oh. pop them down. Okay. There's just no deep, deep caves. No, they can be deep, deep. But I want the aliens sealed up in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remove all the I would like them to die in there. Got it. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Yeah. Right. And the, the anglerfish would totally take money to do that. He seems like, kind of like a douche dude. He's yeah. like, I'll do it. It's like, I've been waiting for this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, isn't uh, the anglerfish with the little double on it isn't mm-hmm. that a girl oh they're all girls i think the big ones are girls oh cool i Great. think i think oh god i like to support women <laughs> support female entrepreneurs oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, women's boring women anglerfish that's the poser <laughs> <laughs> you're probably what the fuck yeah what is this why are we supporting her? They're so weird. I kind of like them. I don't like 
Their eyes yeah. are a little, they take yeah. you back a little bit. But the I big ones them. are female, and oh the men God. are these little tiny little doodads, and they just kind of latch on, and then I think they just... Um, Mooches. I think, I think they die, probably. Also, this is a horrifying realization. How big do you think an anglerfish is? I think they're pretty big. I would assume they're... Well... Are you asking me weight or uh, size? So the... Um, I don't know what the difference is between the American anglerfish and the angler other I'm than I'm going to say like a small, a small bug, like a car. A VW bug. Well, okay. So the regular anglerfish kind of is like big. 70 pounds. Ooh. So it's the size of a... She cute. A dog. Aww. Big old doggy. I like them. Yeah. Not. But yeah, the, so Angler that's totally that's totally a girl. The big scary. Good for her. Scary beast. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they've done to her. They've changed her into that. <laughs> it's a product of her environment. I saw some dumbass TikTok where it was like, why do women look worse when they age? Like more terrible than men as they age. And it was like, and like a guy was like, because men stress women out or like men are the reason that women are so stressed all the time and I was like oh my god mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> oh no it's real I'm gonna go put some lotion on and He's fill in my it. wrinkles because <laughs> <laughs> guys when they look bad they grow beards and yet somehow when they have like gray hair coming in like cause Sean's got you know some grays coming in and they look good on him whereas on me it's scary it's not good looking. You, well, you know why? Because in folklore and like fairy tales and shit, the lady, the witchy, spooky lady who lives in the mushroom house in the woods has like crazy gray, like, I fried live in a hair. mushroom house. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Big old toadstool. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. That reminds me of something that I didn't want to forget to Uh-oh. tell. And toadstool. <laughs> Accidental remembering. Tell me more. I was typing something, and I don't remember. Oh, okay, because I posted something that I wanted to sell, and you needed search keywords, and it was an ottoman, and I'm like, what's another word for an ottoman? Well, footstool. Okay. So I'm, like, typing, and, like, <laughs> and footstool, and I'm typing and multitasking, like, 30 things, and I'm trying to do it quick, and it's weird how you have to space it and then space again, so then it, like, the tag accepts. Sure, sure. Okay. Facebook marketplace. So I, uh, and I'm typing, and I'm like, foot. They said, what, Esme? Okay, Reggie, shush, stop barking, stool. And I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, no. There's oh. a space in between foot and stool. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> laughing so hard. Because I was like, oh, my God, this is one of those cases where spacing and punctuation is like a thing. <laughs> and then I was like, what would a foot stool be <laughs> like my foot pooped <laughs> and i'm selling it or maybe it's a stool shaped like a foot oh a foot stool <laughs> not a foot stool <laughs> yeah see emphasis has a whole has, has a purpose funny? and i was like backspace backspace get rid of that space foot stool okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> Giggling to myself, thinking about foot poops. Okay. I was like, footstool. <laughs> I 
hate that word stool. That's the it's worst. Dumb. Stool sample? Ew. Ew. I hate Get it. Out of here. Just I hate that. Just call it it's what it no is. It's good. It's a poop. <laughs> just call it a booty. <laughs> Foot stool. No. Footstool. Ah, oh, footstool. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I know these. Stupid. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll like one, please. Okay, my news today. It says, in an odd story out of New Orleans, authorities say a street performer dressed as Chewbacca got into an altercation <laughs> with another individual and wound up stabbing them. What? Presumably with a lightsaber that he pilfered because Chewie doesn't have his own lightsaber. Mm-mm-mm-mm. He's just got that sweet crossbow. Okay. Yep. According to a bulletin issued by the Popo, the strange incident occurred on Saturday, which would be... This would be like two weeks old by this time. You guys get to hear it. Oh, well. Evening in the city's famed French Quarter. Cops Ooh. say that the faux Wookiee. Do we know that he's a faux Wookiee? We don't know We don't that. know that. He wound up in a verbal disagreement. <laughs> uh, with the victim that quickly escalated into a scuffle. It was during the bizarre brawl that the iconic Star Wars character turned the proverbial dark side and allegedly abandoned their <laughs> lightsaber in favor of a knife. <laughs> Wait, why didn't you have a lightsaber at all, though? He's just feeling himself. Street performer is <laughs> not true to the yeah. character. Um, included in the announcement by the police was a picture of the performer in their Chewbacca costume. Uh, and while one might think that would make it difficult to identify the suspect, it stands to reason there probably aren't all that many people running around the French Quarter dressed as the beloved uh, character. Narrowing things down a bit more, comps say that the head of the costume actually fell off during the brawl. <laughs> and witnesses reported that the perpetrator was a man in his 20s. As one might imagine, news of the crime brought a slew of Star Wars jokes from people on social media, with some suggesting the cops might search a bar in Tatooine, or perhaps near the forest moon of Endor. Why would he be on Endor? That's not where Wookiees are from. He could be visiting. I feel like a lot of shit goes down on Endor. Yeah, but that's where Wookiees are from. <laughs> They're from Kashyyyk. Know your Maybe Star Wars canon. It. <laughs> Someone owes him money there. <laughs> He's picking up a bounty. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. That's, that's all I got for today. Oh. I like it. Alright. I'm talking about a ghost boy. I watched that video. It's creepy or it could be very, very staged. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. Mm. Let's see. So, we have a Creepy Town video. It was filmed by an urban explorer in Jordan. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, it shows a young boy lurking in an abandoned building. And some viewers suspect that the out-of-place figure is a kiss. The spooky footage was reportedly captured last month. By YouTube personality Hassan Barbar, who has created an array of videos wherein he visits shuttered sites in the hopes of encountering ghosts. Mm -hmm. In this particular instance, which saw the man investigating a building that appears to be unfinished, it would seem that his search for spirits were successful in the video, which is already rather spooky due to the darkness and blah, blah, blah. The shaky cam. I was watching it and I was like, no, this is Blair Witchy. Too shaky. 
when he illuminates down a series of doorways he is stunned to see a small boy dressed in all black standing at the end of the makeshift hallway after a brief stare down the unsettling youngster eventually turns and walks out of sight a shaken barbar then dashed towards the spot where he saw the stranger and no. finds that it is an empty room as one might imagine viewers are like mm, that's a ghost <laughs> others <laughs> i of course don't agree but because of the language barrier it's difficult to get his precise thoughts on the experience why we can translate Although uh, the Arabic caption to his video reads, the child of the jinn threatened me huh. that he would complain about my in, my appearance. Huh. Which would appear to indicate that the ghost hunter believes that he encountered a supernatural being. Jinns are scary. Yeah, of course, not everyone jinn. is convinced. We got our skeptics. They think it's orchestrated. Well, it's a very clear huh. image of the child. So I can see the why child. they might think that it is orchestrated. Because it's okay. not, because you know, videos of oh, ghosts, it's, it's very blurry, like the edges are blurry, they're not defined. This looks very defined. Okay. Like until he walked away, I thought it was just like a cardboard cutout of like a black figure. It does look like a cardboard cutout. I thought that too. <laughs> okay, he's, wa- he's walking, he's walking, he's turning, he's turning. Uh, wow, there's so many places this ghost could go. I know. And he's not investigating them. <laughs> Well, buddy, we gotta check all those nooks. <laughs> what are we doing? Your he's little like, buddy could be anywhere. It's not in this one spot. Guess he's not here. Uh-uh. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Wait, he doesn't check anything. Uh, Thus why the orchestration is likely. Yeah. His hair's too floofy. I don't trust him. He styled it too much. He he round brushed it. He was ready to talk about it. I don't trust him. I don't trust someone who's ready on the fly with a good round brush hairstyle. When I'm ghost hunting, I look like crap. Yeah, I don't. And if I just saw a ghost show, I do I do not look well. No, <laughs> don't look good. I'm going to be like Blair Witchy, snot in my nose. Lots of footstools. Really crazy, <laughs> crazy footstools surrounding me, standing on one. Toe to head. Footstools. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, debunked. Night guy solved. Check. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> it was good, but... When he goes, he should have just ran if that was his play to just go fake look. Mm-hmm. Then just run. Yeah. Because then there's more what ifs that couldn't be answered. Yeah. The fake look is That make you crap. think maybe. Yeah. Boo. Boo hiss. All right. Mm-hmm. So we asked you guys for stories and you super delivered. We're really yeah. thankful. We're really, Thanks, really thankful because this subject best. is shared dreams slash weird dreams slash i don't know prophetic stuff i i don't know we didn't read it we haven't read any of your stories or listened to them because yeah not many of them them. so we glance at some i saw that they existed and then was like (laughs) excellent i'm not reading these yet because i want to be a surprise surprise great surprise great surprise 
<laughs> so anyway, yeah. So we're talking about dreams. We thought we'd start um, because we initially pulled shared dreams on our on our wheel. 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 Everyone loves a good wheel. I do. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we thought we'd talk about some shared dreams and what it really means to have a also known as a mutual dream. This is mm-hmm. where people, two or more people, share the same experience at the same time. Same kind of dream experience. Um, right. And the degree to which this dream can be shared can, can vary. It doesn't necessarily mean that Erica and I are dreaming exactly the same, like from the same point of view or anything. It could have common elements um, to the entire dream being exactly the same, but um, the experience is known by different names, including mutual dreams, share dreaming, dream meshing, or linking. Mm. Linking. I like it. Psychic link. <laughs> it can happen spontaneously or be incubated and planned um, for like lucid dreaming kind of situations. Um, they're most common between people who are emotionally close, such as couples, siblings, probably like twins. Parent, twins. child, <laughs> or best friends. Twins, Basil, uh, may be especially <laughs> prone to shared dreams. Um, but apparently it can happen between complete strangers. Um, obviously you won't really hear about that very often since they'd have to like meet and compare their dreams. And like, how do you do that and know that the person's not bullshitting and going like, whoa, I dreamed the same thing, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the twin thing has just always been so fascinating to me. I think twins having really off, like, okay, I think twins having dreams and, like, feelings and all the psychic everything that they share, I think it's, like, proof that there's something crazy going on when you're coming from the whatever is before to here. Just call it and- the before. And, like, the consciousness, like, you're sharing it almost, like, at the same time. So you're kind of linked. I just think that's proof that, of that whole thing. I don't know. I agree. I think it's fascinating. Um, so, popping in. Liana does it all the time. <laughs> Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so that's a version of this. So it's when one person is having a dream. It's already going. You're already in your dream. Things are great. You're about to go hang out with Keanu. (laughs) And you're looking great. You got your sweet heels on with your dress that matches or pants. You could be feeling cash. And another person suddenly pops in. Rude. I'm only supposed to say hi to Keanu, not you. Good day. Please keep moving. This dream is not one for you to just pop in. Rude. I feel like I'd be intruding anyway. I wouldn't want to be part of that dream. (laughs) Or maybe you do. I don't know. Um, You can be invited or uninvited. So, I mean, maybe if I'm feeling nice and it's just like, you know, I want to have a nice conversation with everybody, (laughs) then yeah, fine. That's fine. Uh, The second dreamer, the one making the guest appearance that has popped in, (laughs) may have had the first person strongly on their mind before sleep. And may or may not have any conscious awareness of the dream visitation, Mm. let alone remember the encounter when they wake up. Interesting. So they don't even know that they ruined your sweet dream that you were having. They're just (laughs) like, dude, I dreamed about Keanu and you were there. God damn it. Why you guys were there? (laughs) Similarly, the first person who was just minding their own dream business may or may not remember the visit by their guest who 
oh. popped in. Okay. So they're just voyeuring? Yeah, I don't that's like right. that very much. Ew, so people could be doing that all the time and I don't know it. I would love that with my dream I had last night because I need someone else to talk to me about what I dreamt. <laughs> people often ask when they dream of someone else, uh, of like another person, does it mean that person really came to visit them? Mm. Or was that person thinking or dreaming of them too? This is common because uh, people, obviously, you want to know when the person we dream about is a love interest or a former partner with whom we wish to rekindle. Uh, don't do it. Well, yep, not I was the norm. Say none of those. <laughs> no. Nor highly likely. It is possible. So often these types of dreams will reflect our feelings about the person in the dream. I mean, that makes sense. If you're scared about something, you know, you tend to dream about that scary thing. So it makes sense <laughs> that you're going to dream about somebody like you're into um yeah because they're on your mind all the time mm-hmm. the dream may outline relationship dynamics or the person may even represent a part of your own psyche okay one distinguishing characteristic that may provide a clue as to the nature of the visitor um is the popping in effect <laughs> Or interrupted quality of a dream that is already happening. This has been documented phenomenon in psychic dream research. I want that job. As well as after-death visitation dreams. It is one of the markers of a visitation type experience. Intuitive signals are also commonly described as thoughts, feelings, or visions that pop into our consciousness in the same manner. One way to verify would be to check in with the other person, which may or may not be possible, especially if the other person does not recall dreams at night. But it doesn't mean it didn't happen just because the other person can't recall it. So, you know, if we have a dream about going to get a spaghetti, uh, and I remember it and you don't, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. We still got a spaghetti. Maybe I just got really drunk off vino in the dream and i don't remember because i blacked out in the dream this is possible (laughs) getting real (laughs) deep on these dreams (laughs) um another element to this is meshing so meshing refers to the basic level of shared dreams where some of the elements overlap but the entire dreams of the different people are not exactly the same so the dreams can share common characters settings or storylines with Uh, which the dreamers may or may not have uh, had actual waking life experiences with. So this would be um, your Keanu dream because you haven't had a waking life experience yet with Nunu. Hmm. (laughs) Sorry. For example, if two people watched the same movie one night and they both dreamed about some of the characters or settings. Okay. Great. Um, Or perhaps they shared an experience such as going to a museum. And both dreamed Mm. about some of the things they saw or experienced at the museum, but the entire dreams were not exactly the same. Meshing dreams may be incubated by sharing an experience, then talking about it before sleep, and then finally intending to dream about the experience. That's what we need to do. Because we've been talking about doing like a... Sending dream words. Sending dream words, yeah. So we need to say, tonight we're going Mm -hmm. to the beach. Mm -hmm. We have sangria. Yep. And a spaghetti. <laughs> oh my god, this is the best. <laughs> yes. Uh, see you there. Yeah. <laughs> or B square. Uh-huh. Like, that's what we would do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm Okay, so this. we gotta do that. So, popping in means just literally people are popping in and we may or may not remember. Mm-hmm. But you kind of, it kind of sounds voyeury, sort mm-hmm. of. But also, like, just 
kind of like things that are popping in or out too like it said thoughts or feelings or visions or even like somebody who's past like they pop in and go like you know I love you you're safe and then they're gone yeah that's okay. so it's kind of like a almost like a little thought or moment glitch in the middle of your moment that you're doing in your dream so meshing is when you and I have the same <laughs> beach dream but I'm drinking a mojito and you're drinking tequila correct is that what I'm getting yes Yes. Okay, so we might tweak things to make it a little more how we would mm-hmm. want. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe mm-hmm. if we're feeling picky. Yeah. Be like, I don't know. I'm not in the mood for sangria. Well, then I'll still be at the beach, but I'm going to have a different drink. Rude. I love sangria. I made That's it. totally happening. I love sangria. <laughs> it's so yum. We're making it tomorrow. That's why it's on my mind. Oh, man. <laughs> And by we, I mean royal we and Bobby. I'm going to drink it. Save me a cup. I'll be there this weekend. For you, I will do it. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) So the next dreamy dream thing is meeting. Meeting dreams are where two or more people interact in the dream world. Oh, dream world. And communicate with each other. Ah. Ooh, so, Okay. This experience is less common than meshing dreams, and it does imply telepathic communication <gasps> between the dreamy dreamers. Mm. I've experienced this personally. The person who wrote this article said, not me, and we'll <laughs> share one story to illustrate. My sister and I were on a camping trip, sleeping in the same tent near each other. I woke myself up talk by talking in my sleep. Okay. And then my sister answered me. I thought, ah, oh, so embarrassing. I fell asleep while we were talking, but as I gained wakeful consciousness, I looked over and she was totally fast asleep. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, wow. I tried saying something else to her, curious if she would respond again from her sleeping dream state, but this time she did not. I later learned that being in the same brainwave state may be conducive to facilitating these types of experiences. Huh. When we have REM dreams, we are predominantly in the alpha brainwave state. And when we wake up, beta brainwaves usually take over. This theory fits with my experience that we were able to talk in our sleep, both being in alpha <sighs> brainwaves. so weird. But when I woke up, I was no longer reaching, quote her, as I was in a different wavelength. The next day, I asked her if she remembered any dreams. She said yes and told me the first half of the dream... When it matched exactly what I had dreamed, I stepped in and finished the dream by telling her the rest of it. She said, how did you know? I explained to her how I woke up and we were sleep talking together. So I suspected we were sharing a dream and now it was confirmed. That's so cool. Wow. So what is real creeper town is if the mom or friend or whoever, whoever else is there is like, what are they talking about? And then you kind of like open it up and they're like, if it were me and you, I brought the spaghetti. And then you're like. I have the sangria. <laughs> we're like creepy talking in real life, and in our dream, we're like spaghetti sangria. <laughs> when the person watching is like, you guys sound so weird. I like, feel are like you I guys need to like kill you both super high. Are you possessed? <laughs> you're using weird voices. I don't care. It's like in movies when the person thinks they're being super cool and they're on drugs or drunk, oh, and yeah, then yeah, you, like yeah. flashes to them and they're like drooling and like standing in the corner. <laughs> like that's i feel like it looked like which movie is it where it's like a beer goggle one is what i remember yeah which one is the 
movie where Will Ferrell gets uh, tranked? Oh, that's Role Models? No. Uh, no, it still has Role Models, but it has him in it. Yeah, it's uh, it's all... What is it? Oh, They're shit. all the same. Um, yeah, and what's his name? Uh, is the like annoying Stifler. husband boyfriend, too. Uh, Craig Kilborn's in it. He's upstairs and... Oh, that's where they man. all go like they're near a college or something but they're oh, all like yeah. old is it uh <laughs> what is that called fuck <laughs> i know exactly what you're talking about luke wilson's in it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there don't old cheat. school i cheated oh. i couldn't i couldn't stand it it was too much because i've seen that movie like maybe once or twice and i just oh, that scene so that times. scene is just the only thing i remember i didn't really like that movie scene. i just like that scene that's what i mean that's why I've, i haven't it's seen the so movie bad. very much because i don't love the movie but i love that scene <laughs> straight to the jugular <laughs> <laughs> that's all i remember all right so <laughs> The girl continues, in the dream that my sister and I shared, there were some people and experiences that actually happened the next day. Both dreamed of meeting brothers, and both of us dreamed a specific name of one of them. And the next day we meet these people. Even the name was confirmed. So this is not a common feature of shared dreams, but I mention it to show the layers of possible... The layers possible with any type of unusual dream phenomena. So So that's precog. Precog. like when you're pre... Like, it's psychic. You're having a mm-hmm. psychic dream. Yeah. So, and then there's group dreaming, which is basically Hot. the same. <laughs> <laughs> Big dream orgy. Uh, which is the same as meshing or meeting dreams but with more than two people. I do not want to hear the group dream orgy where they're actually talking out loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to walk by and hear that shit. <laughs> boop, boop. Boop, boop. You'd think it's you stumbled upon a cult. You <laughs> for sure. I just don't even know. I feel like it'd be weird grunting. I don't like it. <laughs> this is this is the one that I thought you'd want to read. I want to know everything about this. Okay, this is sharing dreams with animals. Oh, how do we know? Okay, well I have mentioned that shared dream experiences may happen between two peeps or even a group of peeps. It can also happen between peeps and their animals. <laughs> I want it. Again, one of the facilitating factors of shared dreams or any type of telepathic sharing is a close emotional bond. So it makes sense people and their sweet baby animals of all shapes and sizes and kinds might also share dreams with them. Mm-hmm. A woman had a dog who she called Leo because to her he looked like a little lion. Wow. He's so cute. One night she dreamed that she was in her living room. Boring. And there was a little lion, about the size of her dog, sitting on her couch playing with a toy. As she woke up, her dog was making funny sounds and appeared to be also dreaming. He woke up shortly, and he straight up went to the living room, jumped on the couch, and looked as though he were searching for something in the exact spot the woman saw the little lion (gasps) playing with his toy. Well, we cannot ask the dog what he was dreaming about. It seems likely they were dreaming of the exact same thing, each from their own perspective, human and animal. Another man was away on business and left his dog with a friend. The plan was for the dog to stay in the house with her. But one night he dreamed that his dog was in a barn with farm animals. He called his friend the next day and she told him that his dog had escaped from the house the night before and spent the night in a barn. Wow. He was very worried about his baby. But that's almost like, that's like a pre- 
Raycon dream. Mm-hmm. Well, huh. but maybe he dreamed that his dog was in the barn from the point of view of the dog. Crazy. I don't know. That's so sweet. I like those. Those are happy. I want to yeah. do that. So this um, one's perfect for us. This yeah, is we so need to this, is, attention this to. is for the intent of sharing a dream. And Erica and I are going to be taking notes. And if you have somebody that you want to share a dream with, we suggest you do the same. While any of the previous shared dreams occur spontaneously, they can also be intended. So this is Good. what we got to work on. As mentioned regarding meshing dreams, sharing an experience, talking about it before sleep, and intended, and intended to share the dream can help facilitate mutual dreaming. Okay, we got intent. We mm -hmm. got that. Check. Yeah. If people... We just didn't have the right process down. Mm -hmm. So if Mm -hmm. people wish to meet in a dream, it's a good idea to choose the place where you want to meet before going to sleep. It could be somewhere familiar to you that you know and love or somewhere that you've never been. We should be on the dream boat. (laughs) (laughs) Once you choose the place, you can also pick a code word that you will say to each other. Yes, that's what we've been doing. Okay. So we have to, you can also pick a code. So we, I like that's what we've been doing. So we pick it, don't tell each other. Or do we pick a code word and we have to tell each other the code word so. beforehand? I think we do. Once you choose the place, you can also pick a code word that you will, you will say to yeah, each other. Yeah, so we got to pick a code word ahead of time. That was our thing. We do? We secret. That was our secret code word. But... Well, wait, let's see. Keep reading. See if it says anything. All right. That seems... So the code word's not necessary. It's just a technique if you Speak. should choose to use it. They don't really talk mm. about it. Um, and we need to know more. Yeah. So as you are each drifting off to sleep, really focus on the meeting place, on the other person, your connection with them, what you'd like the interaction to be like, etc. If you find your mind meandering onto another topic... Redirect your focus back to the meeting place, the person, the feelings you wish to have, and so on. So when you wake up, have each person record their dream independently of each other via either a recording device or by writing it down. Then you can verbally compare notes, but since the nature of dreams are free and they do tend to fade away from us quickly, she recommends that you record this independently first so as not to influence each other's recounting. Yes course and you also want to capture as many details um as you can because as the morning wears on you tend to forget stuff really easily and Mm -hmm. because of the fact that so many people do not remember their dreams or even vivid dreamers rarely recall every dream from every night um so you want to be sure that you're writing your stuff down man i want to do it i want to do it i want to do it yeah we can do it we're gonna do it tonight oh my goodness oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I wanted to talk a tiny bit about lucid dreaming, because that's pretty cool. hmm So there's this guy, so I'm going to kind of come in, oh my goodness, in the middle mm-hmm. of this other article I have. So there's this lucid dreamer, Ian Wilson, um, and he and other people apparently, they're like advanced dreamers. They can intend to fall asleep and wake up, quote, wake up, um, in a dream then go looking for each other, which is kind of touching on some of the things we're talking about. Sure. Um, But it's, like, very clear and awake. Mm -hmm. So this guy, he's a physicist, Tom Campbell. Campbell did it while working with someone named Robert Monroe. He wrote a book called Journeys Out of Body, and he's spoken extensively about it. And most of the reports are shared dreaming. It happens spontaneously, um, which we talked about. As far as lucid dreaming goes, he has this guy ian wilson he has a website called yourdreaming.org um he's convinced that it's kind of fun uh but why dot org 
Ian is convinced that dreaming and physical reality are intimately, oh my goodness, connected and tangibly, oh my, affect each other. He once placed a triangle on someone's forehead who appeared as a character in a lucid dream. The person was a co-worker. Two weeks later, a faint but distinct red triangle appeared on the person's forehead without any other apparent cause for it. Through 30 years of lucid dreaming, Ian can control everything about his dreams as he's having them. He creates dreams like a movie director. He knows that shared dreaming is real. It's something we all do, whether we know it or not. He Mm -hmm. learned to lucid dream as a teenager and has practiced at an advanced level for 30 years. He taught himself how to continue observing throughout the process of falling asleep and into the dream world. He watches as the dream switch flips on and a basic grid appears, which which is next painted with texture and color, then shape and dimension. He says it's a lot like the way computers render graphics for video games. Hmm. He's noticing that the waking world we know as reality is built the same way with a basic grid as its foundation and layers of rendering. So what can we do while awake during the first stage of sleep is not likely to be found in many other people, but perhaps the interaction with physical reality while dreaming is mostly subconscious and absorbed into the larger reality system that evidently exists. This is all just so crazy to me. I love it because it's like real and they've proven it. Now we're only a few steps away from the acceptance that the dream state can be shared the same as the waking state uh, after showing that they exist in parallel. So he's basically saying, like, they're kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, our real world and the dream world. They're both the same. Um, and you can live your life in your dreams similar to when you're awake. I just wonder if he ever resents having to wake up. Probably. Um, he said, while awake, we share one reality, and while asleep, we share another through a faculty of the mind to tap into deep information streams that permeate the fabric of space and time. These streams also appear to be the source of consciousness. They emerge out of the quantum world where the rules of the reality we know don't apply in any way that we know of. I just think it's so cool. That's crazy. He sounds fun. I mean... You can train yourself to lucid dream. I've read. I've tried to about do it. it. I didn't it takes stick practice. To it. Yeah, yeah. I, that's what is the main thing is sticking to it. And like one of the ways you start doing it is literally just the moment you get up, write your dream down. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't remember anything and you're like, I kind of just feel like maybe like red was involved. Just write red or draw yeah. a picture of what you feel after the dream. All of it counts. It all works. And you just keep doing that, and then mm-hmm. you're training like a muscle to remember. That's basically what you're doing. And it works. And then you start going to bed with that, like, intent. And then when you get a little bit better at remembering things and you feel like you're kind of getting in a groove, what you do is, uh, like, say you always wake up at 6.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You set an alarm for, like, 6.10 or 6.20, so you're, or man, probably like six actually, but like, so you're still in that like REM state and now okay. you're suddenly awake and you're not used to it. You're like, ugh. And then you like shut your alarm off. You kind of try to not let yourself fall back asleep. You try, you try, you try. And then suddenly you're falling back asleep, but you're kind of awake. And that moment where you're fighting it and it either wins or not, you let it win, but you kind of like step through that door at the same time and that's how you get to it so weird and that's like kind of like a 
not a cheater way, but that's like a way you can do it because you're, it's kind of like when you, like sleep paralysis, like when your body's asleep, but Mm -hmm. your mind's awake. It's kind of like that where you're like your brain like cheated the system, but your body isn't on board yet. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of cheating the dream system because your mind's asleep, but you're just enough awake because you forced yourself to be with an alarm clock. (laughs) Okay. Very cool. I will, I have, I have, I feel like once everything has settled down and we're in our new place, I will be able to get back to my my spiritual journey a little better because <laughs> right now it's just hectic because there's a lot of things that Patty was talking to us about and a lot of our guests have given me like little tools and tips and tricks and stuff that I'm just like I want to try all these different things but including lucid dreaming which we've talked about previously and I really want to get back to trying that but I'm just too hectic right now it's just... cool because you can see anybody you want in that world Mm -hmm. i think it's so lovely Mm -hmm. i love it um so i think maybe we can talk about let's talk about the premonitions and then we can get to our listener stories okay you kick it off okay so there were a couple of uh dreams that predicted the futures of people and stuff and such that we found erica found let's let's be honest erica found these I don't know if you guys know this, but Lincoln predicted his own death. I didn't know about this. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So it was about two weeks before his assassination. President Lincoln described a dream to his wife and a few of his friends. He dreamt that he was walking through the White House until he came upon his own corpse, guarded and lying, lying in state in the East Room, exactly where his casket rested after his death. Not weird. I mean, I wonder if they're... I'm not trying to be like, he didn't know, or this isn't a predictive dream or anything like that. But I wonder if that's like where uh, dead presidents, if they die in office, go to lay down. And he just happened to know that, like as a suggestive thing. Like it I think there's more his to mind. his dream from what I remember. I believe that he knew he was going, I don't remember if he knew it was going to be Shit, there's something else that he knew that was specific. It might have been that he was going... Because he got shot. I think he thought he was going to be stabbed, but, like, from behind or something. Mm. There's another detail about okay. what he remembered. Well, I know let's, it, but it, let's, and it was, uh, like, really weird. Since we're only doing the two, let's read about it. So, I'm going to the bigger article. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so, on April 14th, 1865, I just realized that that wasn't that long ago... I mean, Hmm. anniversary-wise. Yeah. 16th president of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, was murdered by John Wilkes Booth. The assassination was purportedly part of Booth's plan to revive the Confederacy, and he planned to kill three of the nation's most important officials. He didn't act alone, and he had at least uh, three conspirators, and they planned to turn the night into a bloodbath. While Booth was was successful, his co-conspirators were not. According to Lincoln's friend and occasional bodyguard, Ward Hill Lehman, Lincoln predicted his assassination. Lehman claimed that Lincoln shared details of a dream he had just a few days before his death. In it, the president walked inside the White House's East Room where he found his body, or found a body, protected by soldiers and surrounded by a mourning crowd. Lincoln asked one of the soldiers who had died. The president was the reply. He was killed by, a, by an assassin. 
Okay, so that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are doubts over the veracity of Layman's tale and also a suggestion that Lincoln said the corpse wasn't him. Um, some people think that Layman made the entire thing up and he didn't publish his account for 20 years and it was, um, and it was a reconstruction based on notes he had made at the time. They say that it's odd that neither he nor Lincoln's widow mentioned the dream after the president's death. However, there is evidence to suggest that the formal, former president was extremely interested in deciphering the meaning of dreams and what they had to say about the future. Especially considering that uh, Mary Todd was, like, super into the paranormal. Yeah, she and her, like, set up, I think, like, words for after if one of them died to, like, mm-hmm. communicate. And that's why she had seances, like, all the time. Yeah. So... Uh, Lincoln wrote to his wife and said that she should put her their son's pistol away because he had, quote, an ugly dream about him. Um, according to members wow. of the cabinet, Lincoln spoke about a dream he had the night before the assassination. In it, he dreamed about sailing rapidly over a body of water, but he didn't know where it was. Lincoln revealed that he had the same dream multiple times before, always before important events during the Civil War. In the end, he was unable to harness the predictive power of dreams and was slain. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Interesting. That'd be a good episode to do. Uh-huh. Like him and Mary. Mary Toad. Mary, t- Mary Toad. <laughs> toad stool. Foot. Footstool. Mary footstool. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, another one that got potentially a little too deep in dreams. Because <laughs> he locked himself in a tower for way too long until he straight up lost his mind for a bit. Um, Carl Jung, number 10. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> uh, so Carl Jung is one of the most famous psychoanalysts and psychiatrists of all this time and was also an expert in dream analysis. <laughs> However, he was unprepared for the dreams he began to have, I would say so, in 1913, which suggested that something apocalyptic was about to happen in the world. <laughs> Not wrong. It was an especially traumatic time for him because he had recently broken away from his mentor, Sigmund Freud. Soon after disconnecting himself from Freud, work, Jung began to have extraordinary visions. In October 1913, he dreamed about a monstrous flood covering all the northern and low-lying lands between north, uh, between the North Sea and the Alps. He said, I realized that a frightful catastrophe was in progress. I was my... It was, whoa, I saw mighty yellow waves. That's scary. Building rubble of civilization and <laughs> the drowned bodies of uncounted thousands. Ew. And the whole sea turned to blood. This, so first it was yellow, then it was red? Grody. If this was frightening enough in isolation, well, like I said, he's locked in a tower. Uh, <laughs> Jung had the same vision two weeks later. It was even more vivid and featured a greater emphasis on bloodshed. Mm. At the time, Jung was concerned that these visions were the beginning of psychosis. During 1914, he began to dream of a barren wasteland that surrounded him. In his vision... An arctic cold froze the land to ice in the middle of the summer. He saw the entire Lorraine region as frozen and deserted. Every living thing died because of frost and the dreams occurred just a few months before the outbreak of World War One. He said that his last dream of this nature occurred in June 1914 and war broke out in July. Hmm. Wow. That's kind of scary. 
I know he uh, also saw, like, ghosts and stuff. When oh. he would look out of his little tower window, he'd see a ghost walking through the garden. And he claimed that books flew around the room while he was in there. That sounds like a bad time. Yeah, there's, like, all kinds of crazy... You can read all about it, because he, he wrote it all down, and it's it's really scary. Yuck. I like it. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> Ew, I love, I love it. it. I love it so much. <laughs> That's great. Great guy. <laughs> I like him. Uh, okay. You know what's cooler than him and his crazy, crazy visions? Hmm. You guys and your yes. stories. So, there. Thank Fright you me. all so much for sharing <laughs> stories with us. We received Seriously. a bunch. A boonch. A boonch. I love them all. Uh-huh. I know it. Even though I haven't read them all because I want to be surprised. Some I did and I talked to some of you guys, but... Um, I'm excited. So I've here heard we go. none of them. <laughs> now, um, let me look. Um, should we say names? I don't know. Yeah, I'll just say names. first names, maybe first at name. least. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one I grabbed is from Kira. Okay. Uh, she says, actually, I have two stories. First one, I'm a nurse, and one of the doctors I was working with was going to retire. He said if we liked or needed anything in his office, we could take it. Nice. I was very interested in a skull he was keeping on his cupboard behind his desk. Yes. Cool. (laughs) Thinking it was one of those artificial ones to show anatomical structures to patients. Uh, When I asked him if I could take it, he kind of hesitantly explained to me that it actually was a real human skull. What? Uh, Nevertheless... (laughs) <laughs> creep as I am, I took the skull home and put it in my living room showcase. <laughs> yes. Whenever I was alone, I kind of felt watched, but always brushed it off. One day after work, I fell asleep on the sofa. And as I suffer from sleep paralysis, oh no, Kira. No. Uh, from time to time, I kind of woke up unable to move, and my view was directed to the skull, and I swear, <laughs> oh, I said, oh, I don't like this. And I swear my all by all the goodness, uh, or sorry, by all the goddesses, I voice was so loud in my head shouting, Ew, she heard the skull straight yelling at her. <laughs> no, Kira. It said, let me in. It was so, so scary. Next thing I did was smudge the fucker and put him outside to cleanse. Good <laughs> job. Kira, I want you As to know that Erica does. is, like, shifting and cannot hold still while telling your story. She's so uncomfortable. <laughs> you guys, I wish the guy, I wish the doctor, I wonder, he probably doesn't know, like, who the person was or what it came, like, who had it before him, I wonder. And she sent us pictures of a skull. That is Kira, that's so crazy. So she says, but um, as of now, since he's was yelling at her, or she, I don't know. I guess she said it's a guy. Um, actually, I don't know what to do with it, as it is a real human skull. Maybe I'll give it to a museum. After I cleanse it, nothing happened. Thank God. Um, the second much shorter story is a sleep paralysis hitting her again. No. It happened just yesterday night. Oh, no. Normally, I see all kinds of shadowy figures when I suffer from sleep paralysis. But last night, there was a vibrant white male figure standing next to my bed. It was flickering. Then it disappeared, and I could move again. (gasps) That almost sounds like... Kind of sounds like somebody popping in. (laughs) 
Someone right? popped in, Kira. <laughs> Someone popped in. And maybe because like sleep paralysis is kind of like awake and asleep, sort of. Oh, maybe man. it was flickering because you weren't fully in that REM state. Oh. You know what I mean? Like a bad connection? Yeah, maybe. Oh, wow. Also, that's horrifying. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Good thing he flickered out. Maybe the skull was trying to warn you. He's like, trying to be like, don't. Don't? But he was screaming. But she's here. There's a guy coming. Be safe. Okay. Don't sage me. Sage (laughs) sage that corner of your room. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's horrifying. It's so awful that, like, sleep paralysis sucks. But why do we have to add in seeing horrible things while it's happening, Jim? Um, I don't know, because I don't suffer from it. Oh, God, it's just... I feel really bad for those of you that do, though. Because it seems so horrible. I just have have really hyper-vivid dreams that are really often upsetting. Ugh. So I still got to mention mine. I forgot, and you yeah. just reminded me. Oh, I have it written down that you have <laughs> to talk. So I'll forget. Give me Thank another. You. Give me another story. Okay, so this is from one of our Liz's. Liz R. Um, she says, "Okay, get ready." I had this weird dream that my father had died, and the hospital ER and staff were a mix of my county hospital and uh and the hospital where i did all of my emt and paramedic training i brushed it off because my father was ill and i was at both hospitals often fast forward six months my father was having serious issues and was taking to our was being taken to our local hospital they decided to transfer him to the university hospital where his specialists were they had made it a few miles north of town where i trained when he coded they turned Ugh. around and took him back to the ER because it was the closest. When we finally arrived at the hospital I trained at, the, medic- the I'll just say the medical staff who came to the waiting room to get us was the same one who had been in my dream. Most of the staff who had been in my dream were at their respective hospitals. Oh, weird. Oh, that's awful. Liz, that's so sad. <laughs> no. That is. I- Prophetic dreams are creepy. I'm sorry, you're not a creepy person. I just don't, I don't like Like, in a way, it's kind of, I don't want, like, in a way, it's kind of, like, nice because it prepares you for something. I mean, I guess, but then that can also make you really paranoid. Yeah. But I think you just kind of have to. Accept that shit's Yeah, and I, I do think, like, we can, like, to some extent, control our own fate, too, with something. So it's like. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's good to just, like, be like, yeah, like, the, these things are possibilities and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe I'm hearing about, the, in certain cases, maybe it's things that you can get proactive about. I mean, this definitely isn't, but yeah, that's really, really strange. There's so many like that and they're all so, so, it's just so strange. It's like that whole, like, saying when it's, you feel like somebody's passing over your grave or walking over your oh, grave yeah. and you get that mm-hmm. weird feeling. Like, I feel like that feeling goes with those kind of dreams. Yeah. Uh, so this is from Link Chu. Thank you. Uh, so she says, I can't eat cereal after 10 p.m. because if I do, I get dreams that are visions of the future. Okay. I can't eat ice cream at night. I can't eat it past like 7 p.m. 
or I'm <laughs> guaranteed going to have some fucked up dreams. So I'm there with you, except not future dreams. It's <laughs> common sugar messes with you. Mm-hmm. In high school, she says, I predicted my parents' cats getting out and into the garage the day before it happened. They're indoor only. That would be a nightmare to me. And yeah. they were sitting in the same way they had in my dream and everything. And I predicted two classmates dating. I dreamt they were walking down the sidewalk holding hands and they stare. Uh, they started dating a week later. I haven't eaten cereal at night since. It's too much power and responsibility for me. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I did a follow-up question. The kitties are okay. Oh, yes. That was my first question. Are kitties safe and sound yes yes that's all that matters to us sugar does though it really messes with you Mm -hmm. before bed some people i've heard like very like wild things happening it's just like oh well i had cementos crunch before bed (laughs) (laughs) things got real weird around (laughs) one (laughs) o'clock what i love it you don't say i love it (laughs) makes me happy I do, I do like it. <laughs> um, so this is from Catherine Amy. Um, she says this isn't strictly dream related, but I suffer from hypnopompic hallucinations. What? Um, which occur in a period between sleeping and wakefulness. I often find myself half awake in the middle of the night and have seen dark figures standing in my room. Um, or one saw my, like, quotes, saw my partner knelt at the end of my bed staring at me. Oh. When I finally woke up, I was screaming his name no. and he was in another room. No. Normally takes me a few seconds before I can finally wake up and realize there's nothing there, but I have jumped out of bed before from fright. Isn't that scary? Oh my god, so that's kind of like a sleep paralysis, like, but, like, her seeing shadow people eat things. Yeah. So there's like a sci- like, I didn't know there was like a scientific name for that. Yeah. It's why it was just I see creepy shit when I'm stuck in my bed and my body. Yeah, and it's so what's what's cool and not cool about hers <laughs> is that it's like she's seeing things where she's like I that's my partner. That's yeah. that's them. Whereas it's like if it's happened to me, it's like I can just tell it seems to be like someone who's like this kind of shape and bigger and kind of has it's more mm-hmm. feeling based almost like they feel bad. Sure. Where she can like have the feeling and the like clear visual with more compared to me. So mm-hmm. it's like cool and not cool. It's like I don't say, want to know. Like a, that's a no and, cool to But me. now I, mean, I know and now I don't want to know. So it's like. <laughs> Either way, you're doing the opposite. I don't know. I need to. And she's like, I do know, and I don't want to. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I know that I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm so sorry that happens to you. That's so I was telling funny. her that my mom watched a documentary about Billie Eilish a few months back. Mm-hmm. She has this condition where she wakes up screaming in the middle of the night oh no that's horrible every night it sounds like oh god and i guess when she won a grammy like a month or two ago she might have mentioned it when she was up there even like she doesn't sleep she's horrified to go to bed every night my god i wonder if she's actually been part of any of those sleep studies I don't know. There's a name for what she has. I don't remember it. But my mom was telling me about it. She's like, you should watch it just for the part when she's talking about how she, what she has to go through every single night. Yeah. That's fascinating. And it's really sad. Really sad. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to man. look it up later. See what it's called. Um, it sounds 
really horrible. I'm going to read this one from uh, Liz D. up in Oregon. Okay. This is one of our lovely patrons. We love you so much, Liz. We love you. Uh, She says, hey, guys, I hope it's not too late to send in my story. It's not. Not too late. (laughs) The other day, I had a pretty weird dream. My partner is on a weird sleep schedule, so he normally comes to bed between 3 and 4 a.m. That fucking sucks. I normally get up and use the bathroom at that time. So in the dream, I woke up and looked at our bedroom door expecting to see my partner. But instead, I saw what I can only describe as um, as a hyper-realist, super scary, oogie-boogie from the Nightmare Before Christmas sort of character. And he had this terrible grin filled with sharp teeth on his face. He was wet and gooey. Oh my god, that is so gross. Mm-mm. I hate that word, gooey. I mean, I love it, but I hate it. And it started to come across the room really slowly toward me, waving his arms. And the weird part is that I could not move. It was like I was having a sleep paralysis in my dream. The Oogie Boogie guy almost got to the edge of our bed before I managed to wake myself up. When I finally woke up, my partner was already asleep in bed next to me, and it was exactly 3 o'clock in the morning. It was pretty weird. I don't think our apartment is haunted, but I did recently learn that the owner of our building, grandparents used to live in our apartment, and one of them passed away here. I had another weird experience here while I was awake, but that's a story for another time. Creepy. Yuck, yuck. No. I don't like this oogie boogie. <laughs> so sorry. Dude. I feel like I, I need to apologize after everyone. <laughs> I, I don't want you guys. Like we made you recount things. this stuff. We're like, hmm, tell us your horrible dreams. <laughs> I feel like mine is still the weirdest so far. We'll get there. We'll get there. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. What sucks is well, the next one. It's from um, Christina. Who? That's um, I'm reading tag names. Um, mm. What sucks is she answered directly from our story, and it's it disappeared. I don't know if I thought I took a screenshot, but I guess I don't have one. But I can remember enough, and um, hers was short and sweet, but she was telling me that she has, like, premonitions of <gasps> friends, like, being together, and then they get married in their dream. And so she's kind of predicted Whoa. things like that. But another one is um, she can predict, if I remember right, I'm so sorry, Christina, uh, Chrysanta, sorry, if I'm getting it wrong, but, um, she was saying that she, if I remember right, like, she can, knows when people are going to be pregnant. Oh. And she said, um, she said, no, and the person getting married in my dreams has nothing to do with whoever is pregnant. And she said the dreams won't stop until she figures out who is pregnant either. Oh my god, so she just keeps dreaming about So her dreams are, like, forcing her to be a detective, which is, (laughs) like... They're making her work. It's like, <laughs> that's supposed okay. to be your just enjoyable dream time. I know. are sleeping and resting. And she's like, do I need to, do I really have to figure this out? <laughs> They're going to find out eventually. Let me sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's kind of like funny, but it also is. really annoying. <laughs> I can't decide if I love or hate that. No working. Um, Chrysanta, you're awesome. Yeah, I've loved talking to you. You're so sweet. Um, another one is from our dear friend Lacroix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> yes. Um. So they said I never experienced deja vu until they were like 24, and I was high when it happened, and I thought it was going <laughs> crazy. It was so weird. 
And he said, I had just never experienced anything like this before. And my friend was reading something out loud. And I asked why he was reading it again. But he hadn't read it. I don't know. I just don't understand deja vu. And it freaked me out. Which is crazy. So basically, it's like the Matrix glitch. And he heard them say it before they said it. Mm -hmm. Which is awful. I love it, I don't like that. That scares me. I love it. I like that one. It's so scary. I don't like glitches. Keep the glitches. I don't want them. No glitching. Uh, no glitching. Boo. Um, okay, this is also this is from uh Money Cat ninety seven. Money Cat. We love you. We do. Mm-hmm. Everyone's stories. Everyone is so sweet and lovely. I just mm-hmm. love everybody. So they write back in ninety six I had a vivid dream about the ocean on fire. What? That's horrible. Carl Jung dreamy dream. I woke up and told my girlfriend about it. Two days later, Flight 800 blew up, leaving Long Island, and the coverage showed the exact same thing in my dream. And my friend was studying being a travel agent, and as part of a class, she picked that flight in a project. Um, She's also... By the way, I tried using the box, but it wouldn't allow more than a couple sentences. Um... Mm. Uh, which is, oh, I just love all this. Uh, not, uh, just, prophetic dreams are so cool. Um, she said, hold on, let me, you can cut this out. Um, she said, I can still remember that dream like yesterday. I was on a shoreline looking out to sea, remembering, thinking, how does the water burn? Isn't oh, that weird? Oh my god, that's so scary. Um, they also asked us, what's our opinion on motion sensor nightlights? Because theirs goes off all the time and they live alone. And there's nothing in the house that could be setting it off. Uh, Not interesting. This is like a, see, a crazy I, premonition story dream. Also mixes in with some fun ghost stuff. Um, they said uh, they believe in spirits because they've seen many. I looked it up and they blame vibrations. But in a still house with nothing running around, what's vibrating? Which I totally agree. I I'd want to know, like, um, oh, there's cat under my desk. Sorry, got scared. <laughs> We're talking about scary things. There's cat. <laughs> brush my foot um i wonder if you live in a tectonically active area maybe mm, uh, maybe like maybe that could have something to do like you're talking about vibrations yeah um yeah. um said my brother passed away in the house oh so that's really really upsetting um that's sad not long after the clock radio and another radio in their bedroom started coming on automatically Mm-mm. no evp but they came on so often i had to unplug two different radios oh my God. no and they're thinking of plugging them back in and um, they're not scared any of anything happening but they're just kind of wondering it's been three years I support it, I think. Please, like, film that. I mean, obviously, you don't have to share that with us, but if you see anything, I want to know. Yeah, I mean... That's so creepy. I really think there's something to... If a loved one passes, that there's, like, the... Whether it's three days or six days or seven days, like, there's... But, like, a short amount of days where, like, the loved one that has passed on, like, really has, like, that... Mm-hmm. strong connection to communicate to you when hopefully they decide to later then like kind of transition and i don't know like maybe maybe that was their brother like kind of communicating with them like three years ago after maybe maybe depending on your guys relationship too that maybe they were kind of just like it was a 
kind of fun way in their mind to let them know, like, hey, I'm here, and hey, I'm okay, and mm-hmm. I'm going to also kind of be a stinker and mess with you and make you have to unplug these. <laughs> like, I feel like a sibling would do. <laughs> like, sounds... I love you, and also I'm going to mess with you oh, a little bit. Oh, my brother bit. 100% would do that. He is a total well, I like, turd. I like to think it's something maybe like that. Um, I support you plugging them back in. We both do. Yeah. Especially if you're not scared. Yeah, as long as you're not scared and it's something that you feel comfortable doing, yes, do, please. Do it. <laughs> do it. I do it. Um, there, uh, this is from LaRae Christine 4. I've recently had black crow visit my balcony. The first time was the beginning of the year, and the crows stared at me through my window. The second time was the morning my childhood pet passed. No. I like to believe they're sending me a sign or departed loved ones checking in. Um, we okay. We 1,000% believe it's your sweet, sweet So we said that we were sure. going to tell you what crows represent in dreams. Um, we looked. So there's a lot. Oh, my God. My cat is screaming at the top. Why? She's like, Sorry. I know, I know what She's crow like, ah! mean. Okay, so what crystal clear intuition says, I mean, because what's crazy is that uh, every website that you go to has something different to say about it, but uh, I like what these people say, and I believe that this is also part of how you interpret it is dependent upon your belief so i'd like oh, to believe for sure it's... just like the tarot cards like exactly you know, death doesn't it's, mean somebody's it's gonna die come on guide you to what you already maybe potentially believe mm-hmm. or have in you it's not like oh you know this means this and it's always blah 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 no mm-hmm. it's how you feel about it too you mix it in with what you know and read yeah yeah so this um this girl says Uh, Dreaming of crows can bring up dark and ominous feelings, especially if other elements of the dream are spooky. Crows are historically associated with dark magic, occultism, psychic powers, and death, so it's not uncommon for people to be like, oh my god, it's in my dream, it's scary. However, (laughs) crows can actually have many meanings and are often messengers of positive changes. Crows and dreams often represent your shadow self or suppressed subconscious beliefs and emotions such as shame, guilt, hate, or self-sabotaging thoughts that come to the surface and crows can show up in dreams to help guide you through self-transformation and long-term change they can also represent higher intelligence wisdom and acceptance of your whole self including the mind body and spirit so maybe dreams start or crows started coming around because of your your poor lost baby they're trying to help guide you through that i like that i'm gonna go with that's what that is that feels better I think crows are so cool. I do too, even though they kind of creep me out. But I like them. They're. Oh, I love them so much. I love them, but they also scare me. Oh. They're my buddies. They're good. Um. Okay. So, this next one is from Caitlin, who we love so much. She runs Rancho Relaxo. We've mentioned them before. Always mm-hmm. go and check her out. She is known as. I always say it wrong. Is it Boochases? Mm-hmm. Um, it's B-O-O-C-H-A-C-E-S. Uh, always, please, if you want to see cute animals um, and an awesome group of people, check out their Instagram. She, Support them if you can. They do wonderful things. She is super busy, so instead of typing it out, she recorded what happened with her and... Um, I will play it now. Um, Thank you so much, Caitlin, for sending this to us. Yay, thank you. 
Okay, let's see how this goes. So I'm, I think I told you this before, like partially. Um, we had a house that was built in 1818 and we had like a little girl ghost who was there named Josephine. Um, and we found a disappointments room and we oh. caught footprints in baby powder um, on the ground. Um, I have so many stories. Like I would love to tell that story and how it all unfolded. I don't know if that would fit in anywhere for you guys, but it was the it was the property that we started Rancho Relaxo on. Oh, I didn't know Rancho was the original haunted. one. They've moved since. Holy, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> I don't like those. When she said the footprints and baby powder, that just made my whole body go. And then stiff, the manner yucka. of what she. Oh. Oh no. That's ick. So many oh no things going through my mind. They're all all being oh no's. I love our listener stories though. It doesn't matter if they're dreams or not. I just like the stories. They make me so crawly feeling. Okay. We have one more listener story then Erica has to tell her dream story. So. Oh my god. My goosebumps need to fade. Okay. Okay. Caitlin, that's So this is from Kimmy. (laughs) She is wonderful for typing this out to us so Kimmy thank you so much she says I spend a lot of my time sleeping sometimes I have a hard time telling whether I did something in real life or in my dream oh I feel that Uh, the first time I was confronted by this confusion I was about 12-ish I went to bed late as per usual when everyone was already asleep I was awoken or at least I thought I was a few hours later because I was thirsty Before getting up, I tried to adjust my eyes to the room that was unusually dark. It had been... I know. That's like the void dark. I I don't like that dark. It had been a few seconds, and still everything was pitch black when I heard something from the ceiling corner in front of me. (laughs) I'm a kid, so obviously I immediately think it's a monster. Um, As an adult, I would also immediately think it's a monster. And... It uh... is. I was stuck for what seemed like forever, staring down this figure that I didn't even know what it looked like. Suddenly, I could see the shape of it jump off the wall and onto me. Mm. Uh, I feel like I could feel the arms of this thing's gripping me. One minute, I remember clearly thrashing around and screaming bloody murder, and then the next, I was opening my eyes completely flat on my back with my blanket pulled taut around my face sprinted mm. from my mom's room and asked her why she didn't come help me mean mom and that there was something in my room and she just said that she didn't hear anything needless to say i slept with her for the rest of the night she chalked it yes, up to sleep paralysis because... i don't think it was no it might be involved but it's not no there's no there's no chalking it up <laughs> things are happening and they sound very scary <laughs> this is horrible Ugh. No shame in sleeping next to mom. No shame. We're gonna have no. Nope. I need everything. We're gonna have nightmares after this. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I need to watch something we stupid need to like... really make sure we're trying to just meet up on the beach tonight. <laughs> I know. I know. There can be nothing scary in this dream. Okay. So she says my second spooky dream was about a year and a half ago when I was fifteen. I had gotten home late from practice and jumped straight into bed. I mean, I was exhausted. 
I remember those days after practice, I was always like, I'm not showering. My mom's like, you're disgusting. You're going to shower. <laughs> like, no, I'm tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I immediately began to drift off. Right when I was on the cusp of sleep, I heard someone call my name. No. <laughs> it was very distant, and it was a whisper. I was too tired to care. A few minutes later, it happened again. This time, I actually opened my eyes, but I figured it was my mom calling for me to shower. No way. Yes. Kimmy, go. (laughs) But hey, if I'm asleep, then she can't make me get up. It happened again and again for the next few minutes, the voice getting slightly louder, and again, I ignored it. I thought it was just an angry mom, only it wasn't. Right as I fell asleep, I heard someone behind my ear screamed my name, and I mean screamed. The air from their breath blew some strands of my hair across my face ew that entity is too strong i don't like that i immediately flew flat against the opposite side of my bed and wrapped myself tight in my blankie she said blanket but i i need blankie right now i know that seems dumb but whatever no whatever was tormenting me that night was in safe zone Mm mm-hmm Oh, God, whatever was tormenting me that night was in the path of the door, and there was no way I was going to get through. Oh, Kimmy. I sobbed for a long time until eventually I fell asleep. No. I woke up the next morning to birds singing. My mom cleansed the house, and I haven't heard my name being called or experienced anything similar since. Mm. I'm 16 now, almost 17, and I genuinely get scared to sleep sometime in fear of it will happen again. I hope they were dreams, but in my heart, I know they weren't. Um... Well, always trust oh my god gut. and she says p.s bad for, sorry about the bad writing i'm not great with storytelling your story your has story made me terrified and yeah, Kimmy, if perfectly good job at if you need us. to meet with us on the beach for some biscotti that yeah is pop in t- totally fine like <laughs> pop in pop in you are a welcome popper <laughs> yeah. oh, no. we're using strange terms i know I get. but you're welcome we're so sorry. Oh. Trust your gut, even though trusting it means that you're believing that there's something scary. I think if you can claim power over it, which I know you can, and so maybe like acknowledge that it's real, then accept it, and you can yeah. accept it by telling it like not today. Kind of like how your mom saged it, whatnot. I maybe love that your mom supports you with this too. Me too. It's not trying to be like you're fine. No, oh, whatever. <laughs> You're just, you ain't cereal. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, which also is, that's a thing. But like, that's, that's a real thing. But no, you can oh. totally, I believe you can have power over all of these things. So Ugh. don't. Thank you for sharing and you got this. own it's okay. that bullshit in your house because that's spooky, spooky. But mm-hmm. you got this. And if you so. need to meet us on the beach, that's totally, totally Always good. Always do. Beach yeah. is open. Oh, my goodness. Baschetti. <laughs> spaghetti. Beach spaghetti. <laughs> I love spaghetti. I actually Me ate too. plain spaghetti tonight because my tummy uh, still hurts. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to have plain pasta. Everyone's like, what are you eating? I'm like, spaghetti. It's plain. good, plain. <laughs> we were just like, Poppy and I just talked about this last week. <laughs> He said he didn't know what to put on it, so he just ate it, and he was like, it's really good. <laughs> it is really good. Pasta tastes good. And, it's uh, yummy. Yeah. All right, you what's were... your goose dream? So, I had a horrible dream last night. There was a ton to it. That, honestly, it could be an entire podcast. I remembered everything. Very odd things were happening in it, like to the 
type of money and what it looked like that I used to pay for a really wow. good drink that made no sense. Maybe you were in a different dimension. The money was, a it looked like existence. ours, but it looked kind of ancient. It was weird. Huh, okay. And it was a beach, but the water was really shallow, so you could walk out forever. It was kind of just like ankle or less. Weird. And I was with a bunch of people. Some I knew, some I didn't. And, oh, God, it was just all very odd. And um, at one point I got up and left, and I started walking around the area, and the beachy water kind of turned into just, like, land. And this narrator was like, oh, well, he's digging a mud pit. And I was like, what? And they're like, he's digging a mud pit because that's how they catch the geese here. And I was like, what do you... (laughs) What do you mean catch geese? I don't eat, hurt, no animal things are happening that are bad in my life. So who is this guy and what do you mean this is how they catch geese and why is he digging a mud pit? I do not like this. And who is this narrator? Never had a narrator talking in my Maybe they catch them so that they are safely living there. Nope, that was not it. And she's like, so, I think she said so they can catch them to eat. And he has this huge stick. So he has this weird shaped pit and it's thick mud in it. And he has a long stick and there's this beautiful white goose just hanging out and the stick's crazy long, like 12 feet or something. And he's on the other side of the mud pit from the goose who's just, like, minding her own business. And he kind of, like, shepherds, herds her into it. Like, taps her in. She can't swim. She's covered in mud. And I was like, no, no. Like, get her out of there. I don't want her in there. And the narrator's like, it's okay. They're just showing you how they do it here. And I'm like, I don't care. Get her out. I don't want to be here anymore. And he takes the stick and kind of uses it to lift her out. And she shakes off and she's like, okay, and takes off. And I was like, I don't like this place. I'm leaving. And then the place I went to next was very odd. But um, at least nobody was getting hurt, I don't think. Yeah. Um, So I looked up what it means if you see a goose. There are all kinds of things going on with goose dream interpretation. <laughs> There's a lot of things. <laughs> There's so like weird. eating a goose, hanging out with a goose, white goose, black, all, like all these things. Like, uh, <laughs> just uh, it, goose playing soccer is like the only thing that was missing from the list. <laughs> like, oh, I okay. was like, is that a thing? <laughs> There's so many. It might as well be. Um, so one of them though was hurting a goose, which is what I that feel like was happened. Yeah. They didn't kill it, but he, he was being mean and hurting her. And uh, it says, hurting a goose tells that your family is doing well, which when I read this this morning, well, like, half awake, I was like, excuse me? I was sure it was going to be something horrible, because to me, that what hap- that's awful. Yeah. I don't like this. No. Um, so apparently we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are getting a new back patio area, so uh, yeah, I'd say that's I pretty great. <laughs> no, I hated it. I can't even... Uh, I just don't know. This week's been so weird. <laughs> I didn't even tell you. I'll tell you later. So many things have happened. I'm just... I'm, I can't even talk about because I'm just like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then this goose dream happened. Apparently things are okay. (laughs) I hate everything. Guys, guys, dream of geese. Dream of geese.
I hope she's at the beach with us tonight and she can have a spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti. My sweet goose friend. I love her. Yeah. I'm not going to let anything happen to her. I'll beat that guy with a stick. Throw him in the mud. Yeah, who was this guy? He's a stick in the mud. Oh. That's who he is. Did you look up mud? No, I just wanted to know if the goose, if she was Dream okay. interpretation for mud. Type goose in mud. No. <laughs> goose in mud in dreams. A muddy goose. Geese dream dictionary? <laughs> I'm telling you. There's a lot of things that happen <laughs> Top 30 dreams about goose? I'm not kidding. Why? Goose playing dreams. soccer is the only one not mentioned. <laughs> I'm going to go with just dreams about mud. Uh, all over the dream world. Mud is associated with life, cure, and health in general. I see. We're doing great. Mud symbolizes dirtiness, shame, trial, illness, and corruption, but also healing, cure, regeneration, survival of life. So mud could be anything. I'm thinking because she dipped in and then got out and okay, she's okay. I'm going to say it's good. Cure. Uh, to me, that's Survival good. life. That's literally what she was healing. doing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Goose dream meaning. Top 30 dreams about goose. <laughs> Goose talking, goose fighting, chased by a mean goose. <laughs> There's a lot. I was like, how many are there? Uh, oh, why are there so many? Uh, okay. Uh, wow. Good times. Okay. So um, I need to stop looking at dreams about geese because there's a dream mm-hmm. about goose poop, so <laughs> goose berries. Dreams that you are a goose. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what are we talking about next week? Spin the wheel. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't a goose in the dream. I don't think I could hang. All right. Play that ditty. <laughs> The Montranovaki tree skinner. <laughs> the what? How do you spell that? Uh, M A T R A N O V A K I. The man. Oh, Mantranovac. There's no I. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't know if that's a real thing. Good. Oh, there's a lot of spottings of him though. Love. Okay, cool. Matra Novak Tree Skinner. Matra Novak Tree Skinner. All right, my phone added a boobly. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. Cool. And some other cryptids. It's a cryptid episode, y'all. That's what's going to happen. Love it. Yes. All right. Good old Tree Skinner. That's fun, guys. Thank you for sharing all of your dreamy dreams and. Creepy stories with us. We really appreciate you guys. You're the best. Seriously. Anytime you guys want to share stories with us, just send them our way. Email them to us. Email is preferable because we won't lose them ever. (laughs) 
Well, you know, DMs, get, DMs lost tend to get lost, unfortunately. But yeah, we really appreciate all the time that you guys took to write those to us. So thank you. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. We hope yes. you have a good dreams tonight. Yes. And if you're worried that you might not have a good dream, just, you know, meet us, meet on, us the on the beach. Because that's pretty much where I plan on dreaming to be forever. So yep. we're going to be Agreed. on some beach. Have some pescetti. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. All right. We love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This is the Night Guys Podcast. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. All right. Bye.